Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic, wonderful day today. And I hope you guys, if you need anything, be sure to contact us at healthmasters.com with a joint rebuilding formula on sale right now as product of the week. So be sure to check that out. And I saw a paper now that's been released and they've gotten a ton of flack from it it's the home depot in alberta canada and this is interesting they've gotten under a ton of fire for it for displaying in the employee lunchroom in the home depot in alberta an information packet on the bulletin board discussing your privileges as in if you do any of these things, you are privileged and a white privileged individual and you need to check your privilege. I saw this paper. I, the fact they have this actually in an open work environment shows you how far these communists are trying to push their agenda. The title of the paper at the top, it says, Leading Practices Unpacking Privileges, including the Home Depot logo. And it goes on there on the side. It says, if you don't have to think about it, it's a privilege. Check your privilege, and it has check boxes: white, male, Christian, able-bodied, heterosexual, class. Those are the boxes to check. That's it. There's nothing else to check on there. And then on the side it says, if you don't have to explain that your spouse is the same gender as you, then you have a heterosexual privilege. You need to check the box. If you're confident that the police exist to protect and support you, you have white privilege if while growing up college was a dream to you you have class privilege if you don't have to worry about how to get in a store you have able-bodied privilege i can't <laughs> top it as white privilege societal privileges that benefit white people beyond what is commonly experienced of people by color under the same social political and economic circumstances then it goes on to say, if you can expect time off from work to celebrate your religious holidays, you have Christian privilege. If you can use public bathrooms without stares, fears, or anxiety, you have cisgender privilege. No, that just means you're not a cross-dressing pervert and you don't have to worry about getting beat up because you're going in the bathroom with another man's daughter and you're a grown man. That's all that means. There's cisgender privilege with that. Let's just be real on that concept. This right here is exactly what the leftists are trying to do. They want to make people feel guilty for being normal, for being able-bodied. And I'm not making fun or being able to like, put in anybody that basically has an injury or they're in a wheelchair. That's completely different. But you don't have an able-bodied privilege because you haven't had an injury or you didn't have a debilitating problem that happened. You're simply just you. If you've had a debilitating injury, you basically have had a injury and you have a disability on that. And there's things out there to help you in that situation. This concept of trying to make anybody that's basically an able-bodied heterosexual Christian out to be some type of completely and totally lunatic, white privileged, neo-Nazi racist is completely and totally communistic based it's designed to make people feel guilty about being themselves if you turned around and you changed any of these and reverted them to the other option they would have had an absolute meltdown at home depot and even in alberta canada this has gotten a ton of flack i mean a lot of the employees are like protesting i'm like are you kidding me 
I'm, I have a heterosexual privilege because I don't have to explain that I'm not homosexual or I'm not transgender. I have a privilege. No, I've just chosen specific lifestyles to engage in that are more normal than being a cross-dressing pervert. Well, imagine that. I mean, this isn't abnormal privilege behavior. This is simply the way of life. And this is where we have reached now in some of these areas of the world where they're trying to make everything offensive in nature. When you can't find anything else to be offended by, you have to start coming up with things to be offended for and start making terminology to be offended by. This is right out of the communist playbook in order to divide and conquer, to make people start hating other people simply because of the color of your skin. That, by definition, is racism. It doesn't matter if you're Hispanic, Asian, black, white. Coming in and saying, this person is better than you because of their color of their skin, or you have a privilege because you're a certain color. Are you kidding me right now? This is what they're trying to do, and they're doing a good job of it apparently in Home Depot by hacking everybody off up there. And also, too, as we see these things continue to arise with where the groups that are constantly trying to push this agenda, you see how arrogant they are. Nancy Drunk Pelosi, she did a short interview on this late-night television the other day when she was quarantining in her house, apparently. And she's on here. She's on camera. She said she's declaring that basically her husband was from Baltimore and he likes to eat dinner. And basically early – as she's from Baltimore, she likes to eat dinner early, and her husband's from San Francisco. This is what she says. She calls everybody peasants that eats at 5.30. She said, and I quote, And to this day, my husband Paul, who was born and raised in San Francisco, I was raised in Baltimore, to this day, he likes to dine at 8, and I like to eat at 5.30 like a peasant. As she giggled and laughed, and she basically eats her gelato ice cream. Not joking. This is what these people think of everyone. It's a total joke to them. So when I use the term peasant, I always use it in a sarcastic manner. The problem with it is Pelosi and these clowns that basically have this immunity apparently for anything, they can't be tried. They can't be convicted. They just kind of do whatever they want. They legitimately think of themselves as the elite and everybody else as peasants, as she clearly stated. And as this continues to go down the list, this is why they've pushed so hard with the muzzles and the mask. And I've said this repeatedly. They want people to basically feel beat down, controlled, manipulated, and submissive. We now have the CEOs of several major airlines and logistics companies now have now issued a joint statement along with the Airlines for America Trade Association demanding the transport agencies drop the asinine mask mandates on planes and – the international pre-departure testing requirement. They said they no longer align with the realities of current environment. Now it's time for the administration to sunset these federal transport travel restrictions. The CEO announced this letter. They said the failure of travel restrictions introduced after the detection and reporting of Omicron basically demonstrates the effectiveness of the entire measures over time. The science clearly supports lifting the mask mandate as demonstrated by the recently released CDC framework indicating that 99% of the American population no longer needs to wear masks. Several studies completed before we had the additional layer of widespread protection concluded that an airborne airplane cabin is actually a clean environment with a highly filtered air and constant airflow coupled with the downward direction of the air. They want to highlight the hypocrisy requiring masks on planes that have superior air filtration than the mask actually provide. They said it makes no sense that people are still required to wear masks on airplanes, yet are allowed to congregate in crowded restaurants, schools, sporting events without masks, despite none of these venues having the protective air filtration system that aircrafts do. 
And granted, I don't know a ton of detail about the, the air filtration systems on airplanes, but one thing I do know is I've said from the very beginning, the masks have been a total clown show and the fact requiring them on a plane while a hundred feet outside of the, you know, gangplank, you're telling everybody they have to stay six feet apart and basically walk every six feet as people move to get ready to go on the plane as they pack everybody on the plane into every single seat and you're sitting shoulder to shoulder for the next three to four hours but beside the same person that you were told five minutes ago to stand six feet apart from while you and him share elbow space but you wear a mask together it's asinine there's no science to it it's all designed to make traveling as difficult as possible. They continue to do this because airplanes and air travel is be going to become an elite thing to do of the past, so to speak. That's where they're going to take this. Remember when I told you an AOC came out and she ran her big, fat, ugly mouth and talked about how we need to stop all air traffic. Everything new you need to go to like electric trains that run around the country. We need to build bridges from continent to continent. Not bringing up any idea how you could possibly do that with any semblance of reality when it comes to finances, building a railway train from the United States to Europe, I I can't even begin to fathom the amount of money that would actually cost to do, not to mention the, the, the design and engineering restrictions on that, especially if you're trying to use pylons for a railway in some of those areas across the ocean. But again, it doesn't matter. The whole point of that concept of what she was saying was they don't want people to be able to fly and travel on their way. You look back at the details of the first film of The Hunger Games. I've detailed this in general. The whole concept of what they were talking about in that film was a futuristic world where the United States was set up in like basically 13 FEMA districts Remember, there's 13 districts in that movie, and the 13th district ends up revolting, and they end up blowing them up. They said, we don't talk about District 13. And the whole rest of the country, the only way you can get to the Capitol building where the elites stay is by train. There's no planes. There's no cars. There's no traveling other than the trains that they control, and that's exactly where they're trying to take this. And so that's why I continue to encourage people. Continue to stand up for the ability to travel freely, unmasked, unmolested on your way to anywhere you choose because that's a right as you have not only a human being but as an American citizen. As we continue to see them try to seize power and take more control, it's time that everybody starts standing up and saying, no, I'm not going to go along with this. You know, this stupid bulletin board in Home Depot. I hope the employees tear this thing down and throw it in the trash. The level of offensive and racist nature of that, putting that up there to try to basically make people feel bad about being themselves and being born a certain way is nothing short than full-blown mind control. And that's exactly where they're trying to take this whole thing, as you can see what they've done to everybody over the last couple of years, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, you know, when I hear stuff like that, especially, you know, coming from you, so I know it's a reputable source and I know that you've done your research on it and I know that – uh, you're as adamantly opposed to it as I am. It just makes me sit here and shake my head. Uh, yesterday, we posted a story about a bunch of witches, a bunch of female lesbian witches in the school system basically flipping off and cussing people and trying to hex people who were trying to tell them how they're not supposed to indoctrinate their children. And these two witches have been suspended now. But the reality is, is that, you know, this is what's raising our children in the school systems and indoctrinating them and telling them that they have to be cisgender or transgender, all the I don't know, all the other stuff that I don't even try to think about. And now they're telling you that if you're white and you have you're a Christian, you have these special privileges. It's sickening to me. It's like we talked about yesterday on the show about the law of gravity. You know, you're a male, you're a male, you're a Christian, you're a Christian. It's not like you have to be something else. 
it doesn't it doesn't have to you don't have to go in with subtitles and it's absolutely um, it's astounding to me this level of mind control that we're now experiencing in the educational systems and on the workplace in the workplace when you go to work and you got to deal with this i had a good friend of mine who basically his wife works for disney and we started talking last week about what disney was doing as far as from a how should I say, homosexual standpoint and child indoctrination and how the CEO had called Governor DeSantis up. And the Disney employees that are straight, about 30% of them are incensed over this. And he told me, slam them, let them have, let them have it. And we did. But the problem is, you know, there aren't very many people slamming them. And the theme parks are still packed. <laughs> and this is so frustrating to me when I tell you guys there are certain people like Leonardo DiCaprio and the guy who played, uh, you know, the Hulk in this last movie with Marvel and, you know, and Scarlett Johansson, who I still think is a guy, uh, you know, they, they basically have come out now and signed all these letters and all these affidavits and all this other kind of stuff, petitions or whatever they call them, you know, to stop global warming. And so these people, whenever they do this kind of stuff and they put themselves into the political realm, I always boycott their movies. But apparently I'm the only, <laughs> the only one that does. And it's frustrating and, and it's sad because, you know, you try your best to vote with your pocketbook and you try your best, but people just have certain people they like and they're not going to stop seeing their movies because they made some kind of weird statement. But to me, if you bring yourself into the political realm, at that point, you have to be judged for your political views by other people who don't share those same views, and they have to make a determination whether they are going to support you financially. It's kind of like a candidate. If you're going to support a candidate for office who's diametrically opposed to your views, who's pro-abortion, pro-gay, pro-trans, pro-everything, pro-everything that you don't believe because they're a Democrat and you're a Democrat or you're a Republican and they're a Republican, why aren't you reevaluating your position as far as supporting them? I'm just asking that question. I'm not trying to judge anything. I'm just saying why would you possibly want somebody in office who's diametrically opposed to your value system? You know, there are people out there. They didn't care that you know Biden was a you know serial sniffer and all kinds of other weird stuff, taking showers with his daughter. What a weirdo. And he told that one person in Ukraine that if they didn't get rid of this one prosecutor against Biden, he wasn't going to give them their billion dollars, and he didn't. And all this blackmail stuff that was going on with Ukraine, that unbelievably corrupt country. You know, why did you vote for them? I had a friend of mine who's black, good friend, really good friend. He's also a pastor, and he was a former NFL football player. And I asked him years ago, I said, why do you always vote Democrat? Well, it's what we do. We're, you know, we're black people and the, the, the Republicans haven't been good to us. And I said, the Republicans haven't been good to you. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. I said, you know, you've got to check what you're thinking and what you're saying. And I said, is it all because you want money from these guys? You want more social welfare programs? Is what's going on with this? Why are you saying this? But now he's not like that anymore. Now he's, he's voting. He's voting. If he wants to vote independent, he votes independent. He votes for the best candidate. And I told him, I said, as a Christian pastor, that comes against that, that's above you being black or being white or being Hispanic or being whatever. You know, you're basically a Christian first and you've got to vote with your values first. And, and now he does. But the point is, how many other people are like that? They vote with what they think they're going to get the most money from. And we see this all the time. I mean, it never, ever ends. Look at the Ukrainian president now, this cross-dressing Jewish pervert who basically likes to run around in high heels and leathers. He's now asking Biden not to sanction Roman Abramovich to facilitate speech, speech talks. The Russian oligarch is facing sanctions, is trying to go between the Russia president Vladimir Putin. Roman Abramovich basically is involved in the political structure of the Ukraine. 
Earlier this month, officials inside the U.S. Treasury Department drafted a set of sanctions to punish Roman Abramovich, a promised Jewish-Russian oligarch billionaire following Russia's attack on Ukraine. Say people familiar with the plans. And then you go back to realize that these Jewish-Russian oligarchs, many of them, that have now fled to Ukraine and fled Russia to go back to Israel because they're dual Israeli citizens and they're billionaires, they're all part of the Israeli Jewish mafia and the Russian mafia that all work together to control and run organized crime and give bribes to all these different people. This morning, John sent me an article, and he said this is an old one, but it's still very, very relevant, showing the unbelievable corruption that we have in the Ukraine. And, and, I, and I looked at it, and I thought, well, I'll take a look at this. I'll read it. And, and, and the more I started reading it, the more I started seeing the Democratic Party, and I also believe members of the Republican Party, that this is going to be a bipartisan article. And it says, Ukraine corruption, Obama, Biden, Soros, Schiff, Bolton, Pelosi, John Kerry, Mitt Romney, and Clinton are all involved in all of this stuff as far as the corruption out of the Ukraine. You know, with gas and with oil and everything else. And this was all brought up back when Trump was being impeached. And I'm going to read this to you because it's a couple of years old now. It says, there's no solid evidence that Trump withheld $250 million in U.S. military aid in Ukraine for quid pro quo. There is, however, massive evidence that the most prominent Democratic politicians in the United States and their Republican quizlings were used in their government positions to insert themselves into the big money Ukraine oil and gas market. The tentacles of the Ukrainian corruption ensnare Barack Obama, Joe Biden, George Soros, Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, John Bolton, John Kerry, Mitt Romney, and Bill and Hillary Clinton. And I could read you the entire article, but I'm not going to do it because it goes into detail on each of these individuals and how they were basically into the plots, including George Soros. Progressive billionaire George Soros, born in Hungary, another Jew who worked for the Nazis and turning in his own Jewish friends and family, had been advocating for years – for the world community to provide more than $50 billion to Ukraine to form a military bulwark against Russia. George Soros wrote an editorial for the New York Review of Books on January the 8th, 2015, entitled A New Policy to Rescue Ukraine, which is preserved on georgesoros.com. Now, whether or not George Soros wrote this or he just put his name on it, I have no idea. He's pretty old. Now, he still may be able to be mentally acute enough to write. But he may have also had one of his handlers write this. Remember, he is a Rothschild cutout, as are all the people on this stage, Obama, Biden, Soros, Schiff, Bolton, Pelosi, Kerry, Romney, Clinton. They're all being used to facilitate the new world order and the transition into a global one world government via the Rothschild banking cartel, the Committee of 300, and all the people that I mentioned on yesterday's show. Guys, it's so important that we understand this because if we don't, what ends up happening, we don't realize this extent of the corruption. And then you got to look back at George H. Bush and Bill Barr's adoption agency and Christian churches that were linked to selling children. The European Adoption Agency, EAC, is a business that was set up in 91 by then-President George H. Bush and Bill Barr, his attorney general. EAC has been caught numerous times in its 41-year history trafficking children by fooling parents in poor countries with promises of an education for their children abroad and then placing them in Christian orphanages where Americans' family will pay a high price, sometimes twenty-five dollars to $50,000, to adopt the children. A child trafficker associated with EAC, Robin Renee Longoria, is accused of selling children, money laundering, and bribing judges. Longoria allegedly helped to run a criminal network of 574 named defendants and had made $200 million from 8,000 fraudulent international adoptions since 1991. 
it is expected that she will get probation and pay 78000 of restitution instead of serving up to 30 years in prison. So here we have a situation where we got a Republican, George H., former head of the CIA, who many believe, and I also believe there's a high probability that he may have been involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy, that are, that's basically running fraudulent adoption agencies. This entire system, the Republicans and the Democrats at the highest levels are corrupt. You know what's amazing to me? I watched that movie, Sicario. That's a very rough movie. Be careful with it. Don't let your kids see it. And they were talking about how the human trafficking coming out of Mexico now is much, much more lucrative than the drugs coming out of Mexico because of the amount of money they can get trafficking people across the border into the United States through the desert. In addition to that, they say if the people do get deported, that they run them back through again for the same amount of money. And it's like a recurring revenue stream, and then they can separate the parents from the children. The children can be sold into sex slave businesses and transported around the world. I mean, you got to think through the human trafficking that's happening all over the world right now. Last night I had a sheriff's officer, and I was talking to him, and I was kind of carrying a conversation with him. And I, I said to him, I said, you know, if the people understood what's really going on behind the scenes with Satanism and all this other crazy stuff, they would not be as secure in their life as they are right now. They don't want to know. He looked at me, he shook his head. Austin was there. He says, you're right. They don't want to know. I said, I know. And this law enforcement and attorneys general's offices and all the different people protect us from that. The media is supposed to tell us what's going on, but they don't want to do it because it shows the corruption at the highest levels of basically elected officials. And in many cases, the media wants to continue to support certain elected officials because they've given them special favor deals. And that's the same thing now that we've seen with Pfizer, with the newly released documents and the COVID damages. You know, a small batch of documents released by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in mid-November revealed that in the first three months of the COVID jab rollout testing, supposed it was a beta test on all of us because it was basically an emergency use authorization, that Pfizer received 40 – this is Pfizer's own research from the FDA, USDA, U.S. Food and Drug Administration – that Pfizer received 42,086 adverse event reports that included 1,222 deaths. Now, wait a minute. You know, and then in, then in March the 21st, there was another 10,000 pages released. Included are the nine pages of the original additional side effects of about 158,000 different health problems in all. In initial review case forms, the CFR, CRFs, revealed significant data collection errors and anomalies. The majority of the CRFs in this release were from Ventavia-run trial sites. And Ventavia is currently facing a lawsuit, of course it is, brought by Brooke Jackson, a former Ventavia regional director. Jackson was fired shortly after she brought up concerns about potential data falsification and poor laboratory management to the attention of the FDA and higher-ups. In other words, she was a whistleblower, and she got terminated for it. In September 2021, a group of called Public Health and Medical and Professionals for Transparency followed the Health Freedom of Information Act, requested the Food and Drug Administration to obtain the documents used to approve come C-O-M-I-R-N-A-T-Y, comridery or whatever that new thing was, including safety and effectiveness, adverse reactions, etc. Within the when the after a month, the FDA still not responded. The FOIA and the PHMPT sued, and Pfizer and the FDA asked the judge to give them 75 years to release all of the documents, doling out just 500 pages per month. But fortunately. The judge ruled that they had to release them at a rate of 55,000 pages per month. Now, what we have to realize here, guys, is that when you have a drug that has thousands of deaths, 
you know, tens of thousands of reports of injury in the first few months. The flu vaccine was pulled by Jimmy Carter and the gang back in 76 after 25 deaths. This just shows you what's happening all over the United States of America. And now they're finding out and they're looking at what's happening from a population standpoint. And they're starting to realize the population in different counties around the country are basically going down, down, down. Because what's happening is 75% of the U.S. counties have now lost population last year as deaths outnumber births. Now, also, now there will be some different statistics there in the counties of people leaving these democratically controlled H-E double stick strongholds with full scale robbery going on and home invasions, et cetera, et cetera. And that's going to reduce the counties of some of these democratically controlled states. But the reality is the death rate that they're giving us is not what the real death rate is. It's going much higher and much faster than they're letting us know. You think, well, they can't do that. They can't basically tell us that there are less people dying than they are. Sure, they can. They can tell you that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. They can tell you anything they want to tell you. They can lie about it. And suddenly you're supposed to believe everything they say. Now, a lot of it's blaming it on low fertility rates, which have persisted since the end of the Great Recession and the nation's continuing demographic shift towards an older population which means they killed a whole bunch of old people last year with remdesivir. <laughs> so what we have here is the population being reduced in the United States, which is hopefully not going to line up with the Deagle forecast of 100 million people left in three years. And we're not going to have massive die-off in deaths. So we have to continue to stay resolute in what we believe and what we're going to do, because, guys, if we don't, you know, we're going to end up being a part of this statistical group of people that aren't going to be here anymore, and we can't allow that. You've got to stay strong, and now they're saying they're going to have some new Nuremberg trials. They should have because of the crimes against humanity, and they're saying there's several reasons that this vaccine is breaking all 10 of the Nuremberg codes, which includes, which actually carries a death penalty for those who seek to violate these international laws. Number one, the vaccine provides immunity to a virus. No, it's not. This is a leaky gene therapy that does not provide immunity to COVID. Number two, it protects recipients from getting COVID virus. No, it doesn't do anything. You still catch and spread the virus. Number three, it reduces death from the viral infection. No, it doesn't. Double vaccinated infected with COVID have also died. Reduces the circulation of the virus. No, it doesn't. You can still basically transfer and spread it after you've taken the injection. Reduces the transmission of the virus. The gene therapy still permits the transmission of the virus, and it offers a zero immunity to the virus. I mean, we got to remember, and we covered this last year, the Nuremberg Code, that voluntary consent is essential. You can't be threatened that you're going to lose your job. You can't be fired for not doing this. You can't be forced to take an injection of a kill shot because you don't want to. You have to have voluntary consent. You can't be coerced. Number two, it has to yield fruitful results that can, are unprocurable by other means. In other words, there can't be any other things like ivermectin that are approved for the treatment of COVID. Otherwise, you can't use an experimental vaccine. So they make it illegal to use anything else. Number three, base experiments on results of animal experimentation and natural history disease. Wait, this gene therapy skipped the animal testing, went straight to human trials. It's insane they did this. Now, remember, 20 years ago, they used the mRNA therapy on cats and ferrets, so they all died when they were re-exposed to the virus in the, in the world. I mean, they died of septus. And we need to understand that this thing with the monkeys and everything else wasn't simply used. It's unbelievable, guys. You know, Israeli has used Pfizer in the international court of law. They've accepted a claim for 80 percent of the recipients having pulmonary inflammation from being injected with gene therapy. Despite this alarming development, Pfizer decided to develop the mRNA anyhow without animal testing. 
Now, let me stop for a second. Let me share something with you. You have spike proteins that lodge in the endothelial layer of the blood vessel from the injection. You get injected with literally billions and billions and billions of spike proteins in one injection if you're getting one that's not a placebo. This is like a little tiny sand spur, and these spike proteins get lodged in the blood vessel linings, creating eddy currents, micro eddy currents, which massively lead to increased clotting, which is one of the reasons that so many people, including Hank Williams' wife now, has died of a clot, and she's 58 years old, and so many more athletes have clots. And here's what happens with the heart. Now, I'm not saying that Hank Williams' wife was basically injected because I don't know that. I'm just mentioning that. It was on the news today. But here's what's interesting about this is you have the heart. You've got four chambers. The heart's only about the size of your fist. It's not nearly as big as you think it is. And it pumps blood through arteries, which are pretty good size diameter, throughout the body. As the arteries get smaller and smaller and branch off into the extremities, they create what are called arterioles, which are much, much smaller, much smaller. And then it goes down to capillary, capillaries, which are like microscopic, and they feed the cells. Then the cells get the oxygen from this. Now, when you get down to that capillary level and those arterial levels, those tiny little blood vessels, you start putting spike proteins through those, and you start putting graphene oxide also in the vaccine through those with the razor blades. This starts causing massive damage at the capillary level and the arterial level. When that happens, you start having clotting again from the spike proteins. When that happens, you block those areas off because the blood can't flow anymore, and you start to have amputations because of gangrene. And then the body only is allowed at that point to keep the blood alive and flowing to the upper portion of the extremities and you start having your feet amputated this is what happens with diabetes and then what happens is that blood releases the co2 carbon dioxide and it's it's basically it's, it's, it's toxins from the cell respiration process back into the veins into the venules it's going to go to the veins that basically go back into the heart to get reoxygenated and also through the kidneys and basically through the liver to get clean of all these products and these toxins to be eliminated through the urine and through the feces that's how the whole system is supposed to work in a nutshell i made it overly simplistic that's basically how it works but when you start putting razor blades into your cardiovascular system it doesn't work real well it just doesn't do what it's supposed to do and you start having clots and bleeding micro clots micro bleeding all this stuff starts happening you start having strokes start having heart disease start having cardiovascular disease all of this stuff is a byproduct of the pfizer shot because of the information that we've now learned we understand the basic mechanism behind it pfizer knew that to start with with all these thousands and thousands of people who got unbelievably sick and the over thousands who died the first 90 days and that's just who's reported by this by the way guys there could be much higher than a thousand dead but they were basically were listed as another cause of death and that's where we are Nuremberg Code number four, you have to avoid all unnecessary suffering and injury. Number five, no experiment to be conducted if there's a reason to think injury, death, there will occur. <laughs> Based on the fact-based medical data, and this, this gene therapy is causing death and injury. Past research on mRNA also shows several risks that have been ignored for the current gene trial experiment. A, 20, a 2002 study on the Sokar-Kosovid pike protein showed they cause inflammation, immunopathology, blood clots, and they impede the angineosteine 2 expression. This experiment forces the body to produce the spike proteins inheriting all these risks. That's why you should never use it. Number six, risk should never exceed benefit. Seven, preparation must be made against even remote possibility of injury or death. Wait a minute. There were no preparations made. This gene therapy was approved under an emergency use act only. It completely skipped animal and human trials and were forced on a misinformed public. There was no preparation for anything. They, just, they tested it on the population. 
because they knew it would never succeed. It had to get emergency use authorization. Guys, listen to me. Donald Trump did this. This isn't Joe Biden. Donald Trump did this with these executive orders and all the stuff that he did in Operation Warp Speed. We're going to go from zero to ten warp right now, and we're not going to test anybody. Believable. Nuremberg Code number eight. Experiments be conducted by scientifically qualified people. Wait a minute. Politicians, the media, Donald Trump, and actors claiming this is safe and effective vaccine aren't qualified. Propaganda is not a medical science. Many retail outlets such as Walmart and drive-through vaccine centers are not even qualified to administer experimental medical gene therapies to the uninformed public. I told you guys, I was in Ybor City in Tampa, and they had a drive-through, walk-through tent set up in a parking lot, and they had a boy standing out on the doggone street corner soliciting me, and we videotaped it, and Sharon posted it on ST Brower. And I told him, I want you to ask me some questions. I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to post it. We're going to make you famous. And I was okay, sure. And I said, did you know that this is basically an experimental vaccine that's never been tested on animals? Oh, no, no, that's not true. I said, oh, contrary, that is true. We came back by an hour and a half later after we had eaten lunch, and he was gone. He must have started asking the wrong questions to the wrong people. He wasn't in the tent. He wasn't standing in line. He wasn't on the street corner. Guys, how in the world was he a scientific professional <laughs> telling us and soliciting us on the street, trying to get us to be injected with a kill shot? Unbelievable. Nuremberg Code number nine. Anyone must have the freedom to bring this experiment to an end at any time. Despite the crowd outcry of over 85,000 doctors, nurses, virologists, epidemiologists, the experiment is not being ended. In fact, more attempts to change the laws to force vaccine compliant, mandatory and forced vaccinations are being pushed through, and experimental update shots are planned for every six months without any recourse to the surmountable amount of deaths and the injuries already caused by this experiment. Hopefully, this new Nuremberg trial will put an end to this crime against humanity. Number 10, the scientists must bring the experiment to an end at any time if there's probable cause of resulting in injury or death. Oh, my gosh. What can I say? This is just unbelievable. This thing is basically being brought to this level that the scientists that are being paid by Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson are bringing this thing to an end. They're being paid huge, massive bonuses, and these these companies manufacturing these these clot shots are basically making huge amounts of money into the billions of dollars. Why would they possibly bring it to an end? I, mean, I want to share that stuff with you guys today. That's how twisted the logic is now as far as what's going on with these. They're not vaccines. These clot shots and what they're doing and how they create clots and what happens in the cardiovascular system, how the cardiovascular system gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. It's almost like fluid hydraulics in the body. And that, that's why you have to have blood pressure to force all of that blood through those tiny capillaries, venulos, etc. Guys, it's so important that you remember, keep your blood thin. Drink at least half your body weight in purified water every single day without any fluorine or chlorine in it. You know, that means if you weigh 200 pounds, drink 100 ounces of water a day. Don't try to guzzle it all at once before you go to bed. You'll be up all night urinating. Drink it throughout the day. Really, really important. Keep your blood thin. Take vitamin E. Take cod liver oil. Take, you know, coenzyme Q10. Take everything that you know to do for your heart. Take, you know, all these things. You make it three fast to keep the blood thin. Now you understand why the blood's supposed to be like water and not like jello. Because it has to do all of this stuff. And when you throw a bunch of spike proteins and razor blades in the middle of it, there's no wonder so many people are dying of heart disease and dying of strokes. Guys, 
keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. The evil one has come to destroy. Rob, kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, deliver me from the evil one. We have to be delivered from this mess. We have to be awake. Preachers have to preach. Congregations need to listen. And we, not, we need to stop this unbelievable compliance with every single level of edicts from the government because they programmed us to do that with their media. So important that we all stand firm, like the book of Ephesians says, and hold it back and say no. Really important. Austin, what do you think of what's your next story, bud? <laughs> You're right. As far as when you start hearing absolutely asinine edicts and mandates, where mandates and edicts and decrees and all these other fancy words that they want to try to use to manipulate the public are not law. That's why I told, I continue to tell everybody back in 2020, they, I would go, she, she mandated a mask mandate. I said, that's fantastically cool for the CDC. Don't care. We have to wear one. I said, I don't have to wear anything. I don't have to do anything, not that you tell me nor the CDC tells me. They're not an enforcement agency. This wasn't ratified by Congress. The CDC has no jurisdiction in forcing people to do things. That's what was so interesting about what Dad just said. I mean, he, and he nailed it, every single one on the head as far as with these requirements when you start doing experiments on human beings and how like pretty much every single box got checked on this list that this is a complete and total manipulated controlled failure of what they did intentionally to everybody and it's interesting last night when i was with dad and we were out i was talking to the sheriff guy as well and dad goes well have you gotten the the shot have you gotten the you know the clot shot and the sheriff officer said absolutely not and he said i'm not getting it he said, and then we said we start telling about some of the stuff, and he goes, "Dude, I'll tell you right now, what changed my mind?" He said, "One of my best friends, the United States Marine Corps, they told him he had to get it. He's was 26 years old, dude ran five miles every single morning, unbelievably healthy, super, super active. Obviously, I mean, he's in the in the Corps. He said, got the shot, perfectly healthy. As soon as he got the shot, now he's got leaky valves basically in his heart. They don't know what to do. They can't fix it. Can't figure out how it happened. Just suddenly out of nowhere, after he got the shot, leaky valves. 26 years old." Don't know what to do. And I said, golly. And he goes, not getting it. And he goes, that's one thing that I liked about the Polk County Sheriff's Department is Grady Judd never mandated it, never mandated masks, never mandated shots, said it's everybody's personal choice what they want to do with, when it comes to their own body and safety and health. And I've always stood by that as well, and I've told everybody that. It's your responsibility. When you have personal responsibility for something, that means that you own it. That means that if something happens good, you take the full praise and ownership of that win. If something happens and you fail, you take the full ownership of that fail, and you take a step back and you rethink your strategy and you go at it again or you fix the problem. When you own something, when it's yours, you say, okay, listen, I screwed up on this. It's, i got to fix this now. I'm going to eat this. i got to cover this. Whatever it is, we're going we're gonna to figure out how to fix it. If you win, you say, I got this. I did this. I worked hard. I worked my butt off. I tried for this. I trained for that. I went here. I went there, and I won, and I got this, and I completed the task at hand. I hit my goal. They've taken that away from people because when you try to take that aspect of being self-sufficient and having your choices, you no longer have an individual that is able to live freely. You have a controlled Basically, a slave, a servant. You have somebody that does your bidding, that you tell them what to do, and they do that. This was the entire mindset that they tried to push on the American populace. They told everybody, you don't know about this as good as we do. The general government says, you don't know how to protect yourself. We know how to protect you. So we're going to force you to shut down your business because it's for your protection. 
We care about you, so we're making you go bankrupt. And you know, since we know it's a bad time, we'll give you a little bit of money, and we'll we'll allow you to apply for a loan. That now we have found these PPP loans have turned into a giant nightmare for a lot of these companies, with IRS going in and auditing all of them now, pretty much. And any discrepancy at all, they don't forgive the loan, and now you're stuck with a four, five, six, seven percent loan now to the federal government on top of everything else you're dealing with. It was all designed by plan. That's why I was like, I don't want to be involved in any of this stuff. Anytime the government talks about free money, it's never a good thing because it's never free. It always has some string attached to it, including the hyperinflation that we have personally witnessed now. This is what happens when you have trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of stimulus bills and COVID bills and health care bills that just pop out of the world. Oh, it's only $1.1 trillion bill. Most people can't even fathom when you start to do math how big of a number that is, how much you can do with that much money. It, and it continues to go on and on and on and on and on in perpetuity. This is why they did it. They used it as an excuse to make the elite boys, the ones that own the companies like Walmart and Amazon, unbelievably rich. That's why they said the general U.S. population, like the bottom half of the economy, lost like $3 trillion over COVID. Ironically enough, the top 10 growing companies in the world or in the United States, their net worth grew like $3.2 trillion in aggregate over the year and a half period with COVID. That wasn't – money just goes the next direction, and that's where it went. And this is what's interesting. I saw an article in the Lakeland Ledger the other day about how Amazon is starting to take over Florida. Like it's it's attempting to make Florida an Amazon state, meaning there's not going to be really any retailers of much of anything in Amazon. There's a Amazon warehouse that somehow got permitted up off Highway 27, which is about 15, 20 miles away from us. I told you the other one that they put in secretly and quietly and basically annexed certain property and then sold it over to Amazon, a super sneaky way, right down the street from our house, you know, four or five miles down the road, right off I-4. Then you go to Lakeland. 15 miles west, they got another giant Amazon facility right at the airport. They've taken over the Lakeland Airport. The Lakeland Airport now is the Amazon Airport for the most part. They pretty much run and control that airport. Anytime they fly in, anytime they fly out, everybody caters to them, and they're building another warehouse, including lengthening the runway so they can bring in even bigger planes and heavier planes in with more loads on them. And the Lakeland Ledger talked about it and said, this is interesting because Amazon just kind of quietly slid into Florida now during covid and popped up dozens and dozens and dozens of warehouses all over the state. Now suddenly Amazon's everywhere out of nowhere. I mean, you literally see more Amazon trucks now than you do UPS and, and post office trucks now. Every day. I mean, they're, they're running around. I mean, they're like the plague. They're like locusts. That's why I told you guys, I will not buy from Amazon. I will not support Amazon at all. I don't go on there and buy all my stuff from them because I know people that, that they're literally Amazon buyers. They don't buy anything else. If it's not on Amazon, they're not going to buy it, period. And hence why Amazon's growing at an exponential rate right now. They even talked about how Amazon now is starting to look at pushing Publix out of Florida. And Publix is basically their core. They were built. They were founded in Lakeland. And they basically have a very loyal following. They're the ones that have the green-wise, the organic you know, uh, stores down here. Amazon is attempting to basically try to outrank them now by putting in as many surrounding stores as they can all around Publix and basically try to deliver food faster. This is what happens when you have the Rothschild Inc. owning everything. Remember when Dad said before, if you saw Rothschild Hardware 
Rothschild Grocery Store, Rothschild Pharmacy, Rothschild Supermarket, and all that, everybody would start going, this is pretty strange. Why are these guys owning everything? Well, just put Amazon in front of it. They just changed the name to cover it up, and that's why they're taking over everything as rapidly as they can. So again, as I've told people, make sure you're voting with your dollar and supporting people that you know are supporting you. Yesterday when I stopped by Lakeland, we are next to a Starbucks, and Lana – I was with my mom and Lana, and I was over there for finishing a truck deal, and I, uh, I we're talking about Starbucks. And Lana's like, Starbucks is absolutely horrible. And I said, the, the, just the fact the food, the, the drinks are eight, nine, ten, twelve dollars I said, all you're doing is paying for, like, flavored ice cream coffee. It's all it is. And mom said she was reading one the other day that somebody had left, and basically it's all these different flavored syrups, all these different sugars in it with the ingredients on the back. So it was horrible. The whole thing was like 100 grams of liquid sugar in this giant coffee. It's like $12 coffee, and there's just a bunch of coffee with a bunch of sugar and sweetener. And I said, oh, no. I said, all you got to do is do the research on the logo. I've talked about that in detail here. That it's a very, very dark company on what it was based on and what they did. You can do your own research. And I said, I don't support them because blatantly when the CEO came out and pretty much said, we're going to support Planned Parenthood and we're going to match every dollar that our employees donate to Planned Parenthood. Oh, and by the way, if you're a gun owner, we don't want your business. And I've never been a fan of Starbucks simply because I really never really drank coffee. But when he said that, I was like, you can bet money you will never watch me step into a Starbucks ever again. When you're the CEO of a company and you tell people that you don't, you do not respect their Second Amendment right – and if, if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. By all means, go somewhere else, my friends. That's the concept that eludes a lot of people. When you start having companies come out and say, we don't want to have a anti-grooming bill like the CEO of Disney did. We don't, this is this discriminatory bill, even though the bill still doesn't go anywhere near where it should go. Quite frankly, the fact that we even have to talk about having a bill to prevent pedophiles in the school system from talking to young children about transgender ideology and being perverted cross-dressers, the very fact that a bill is even discussed being put into place to stop this shows you the level of darkness that has engulfed the entire country. There shouldn't be a bill or a law that has to go into place to prevent this this should be normal societal norms that you don't allow young children to be groomed by pedophiles and have discussions like this it's not a hard concept to get the fact that they're building a law about it shows you the depravity that is in the school systems now and it's sad because the schools used to not be like this way back in the day when you take god out of the schools you take prayer out of the schools you take ten commandments out of the schools and you start te teaching all types of just nonsense, well, this is the reality that we have now sunk into now. This is why it's so important that you know what your children are being taught. Like Dad said earlier, that video, I saw the video of these, these LGBT communist queer teachers. They're flicking everybody off in the camera and basically telling the parents to F off. We're going to teach your kids whatever we want to teach them. They're not trying to hide their agenda anymore, guys, what they're trying to promote to kids. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. They're straight up telling you what they're going to do and what they're going to do to your children. And people go, oh, they're just joking. It's just a joke. It's a joke. They weren't being serious. Darn right they're being serious. Communists don't joke about that. That's their direct goal, their direct mantra. They want to go after the children. Once you get a hold of the children, you could change society. That's what Hitler said. Give me the youth and I'll give you a country. People didn't realize where it was going to go from there. They want the kids. So continue to get the truth out there. Continue to get freedom out there. And on top of what Dad was saying earlier, 
we got the new updated user vigilance in the which is the European database of adverse drug reaction reports. It is now, as of last week in Europe, there have been three point nine million severe adverse injuries through March 15, 2020, with 41,834 deaths related to the four different vaccines. That would be the Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and Janssen. Yes, that is the recording of the European Medicine Agency database of adverse events from these shots in Europe right now since it got rolled out the beginning of 2021. These numbers are so astronomically high, and they're right in front of us. Remember, they have to show everybody and tell everybody what they're going to do. They have to. They're showing everybody. They say, here's the paper. Here's the documented evidence of what we did and what this shot and why it's so bad. But it's totally safe. And you look at them and go, but you're telling me the documents are right here that it's killing people. It's killing people in the clinical trials. Yes, it's killing people in the clinical trials, but it's completely safe. You have to trust us. But why would I trust you? You're, you're showing me the papers that it's killing people. Yes, we know it's killing people, but it's perfectly safe. You have to understand, we wouldn't lie. It's totally 100% safe. That's how they do it, guys. That's how they lie to everybody. They tell you and show you the truth, and then they say, we're going to lie to you and tell you that it's not, and it's completely safe. But here's the truth, but we're going to lie to you and tell you that it's not. It's called mass manipulation. The psychological warfare that has been perpetuated on the United States public is no joke. These guys are good. They're very good from a psychop standpoint. This is not their first rodeo. They have perfected this in the control and in the art of mind control. It is an art to them. This is not a game to them. This is not a college degree to them. This is not a clinical trial to them. This is an art form to them. This is magic. This is trying to manipulate brain functioning. This is groupthink. This is what they do, and they've gotten very good at it. That's why it is so important you get the truth out there and you try to talk to as many people as you can. Sometimes you can't fire hose them down with information. Sometimes you got to slowly give people a little bit of information, a little bit of information. And it is so important you do the best you can, especially even when it comes to health. It was funny yesterday. I was, me and Lana were talking about a bunch of stuff as far as with the shot and with food and everything else and diet and exercise. And she said, you know, it's funny, Austin. She goes, when we first met and me and her started just hanging out, kind of friends at first, and she said, one thing, you know, you helped me a lot, get my lifestyle and my diet and everything in check and get me off coffee. And she goes, one thing about it, though, is the reason why I listen to you. She goes, it's because you didn't try to shove it in my face. You pretty much are just like, yeah, this is what it does to you. This is why I don't do it. This is why I don't eat that. But, you know, I wouldn't recommend you eat it, but you do whatever you want. And she said it was interesting because she was kind of like, oh, oh, so you're not trying to tell me that I have to do this and I have to do that. I don't care what you do. If you want to go eat hot dogs and diet soda and chug it down with a coffee, I mean, it's not the healthiest thing, but not my problem. It's your problem, not mine. It's actually very, very unhealthy for you, especially with the diet sodas and the aspartame and the sodium nitrite. And, okay, do, do what you want, but not the best thing for you. And that's what we try to do the best we can at Health Masters is give people the truth about what's going on, and you make your own decision. Because free will is a heck of a thing, guys. It really is. If you take free will out of the equation, all you have are slaves. Slaves are not what we are intended to be. We're designed to be in the image of God Almighty, to have a consciousness, to have a soul, to make our own decisions. We all have a right to make it. Some of them may be bad, some of them may be good. At the end of the day, you've got to own your consequences. That's why I always try to encourage people, be self-sufficient. Own what you do. If there's something you do that's not good, well, okay, own it. I mean, if, if you do it and you know it's bad, own it, though. Just be like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be drinking this diet soda. I shouldn't be eating this food. I shouldn't be drinking this. Okay, 
but understand the consequences or at least try to mitigate some of the consequences and say, okay, listen, well, I'm doing this right now. I know I need to stop it. While I'm trying to stop this right now, I at least need to do the protective things, the protective properties that I know. You know, if I'm drinking this or I'm drinking that and I need to basically keep my liver and my clean, you know, my kidneys good, I need to be eating and drinking the GHI cleanse and drinking the beet juice liver while I'm trying to do this. Or if I have a problem with cigarettes, taking stuff like the Mighty Lungs and N-acetylcysteine and CoQ10 and vitamin E while I'm trying to taper down and come off the nicotine. There's certain things you know if you need to do them, you need to do them, but own it. Once you come to the self-realization that, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is how I need to change. This is what I need to do. It'll change your life. But sitting in denial or coming back and saying, well, you know what? I, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't believe you. I don't, I don't believe the research. I don't believe that this shot causes all these problems. I don't believe that in the clinical trials they had over 1,200 severe adverse events that were reported. I don't believe it. So I'm going to keep getting the shot. Okay, well, <laughs> go, do, do, do what you got to do, man. Or you can go, you know what? I got talked into this shot. I didn't know it was good. I didn't know, I didn't know how bad it was. I didn't realize everybody told me it was good, and now I've taken it. Now I've got to deal with the consequences. Well, now I'm, I'm trying to take the chelation therapy to pull heavy metals out of my system. I'm running the magnesium brain food, which is good for the arteries in the brain. I'm taking the CoQ10, the vitamin E, which is also good for the heart and the arterial walls. I'm taking the GHI cleanse to try to detox. I've had this conversation with a lot of people. They go, dude, I got, I got swung. I was at Sweet Duck. I went down the river. I just got sold out. I thought it was a good thing. Okay, well, let's see what to do. Let's try to mitigate what's happening and deal with the consequences and go from there. And let's not do it over again. When they come out with the fourth booster, they come out with the fifth booster, they come out with the sixth booster and seventh booster, like they're talking about in Israel now. They've got, they're on their fifth booster right now. I don't know how many they're gonna, people are going to keep taking over there as they continue to get sicker and sicker and sicker. I mean, you would think after a certain point in time, when you keep taking a shot and everybody keeps getting sick and dying, and they say it's COVID, even though COVID does not cause heart problems, COVID does not cause kidney failure, COVID does not cause liver and organ failure. Oh, that's right. That's remdesivir. <laughs> they keep telling everybody, COVID's attacking the kidneys. Wait a minute. I thought it was an upper respiratory virus. Now suddenly it's blowing the kidneys out in three days of you being in the hospital. Oh, it was totally COVID. COVID killed him. What they put him on? Well, they just put him on Rendesivir, which is totally safe. It's antivirus, totally safe. Have you looked at the clinical trials, the two studies they did? They had to pull off what over a quarter of the participants within the first couple days. So they all started going into organ failure. Oh, yeah, it's totally safe, though. Don't worry about that. It's exactly what I said before. Here's the papers. Here's the documents. Here's the facts. But we're telling you it's totally safe. I'm reading the documents. It's saying it's not safe. Oh, we know what it says. We, here's what we're showing you. But it's not safe. But it's totally safe. When we tell you it's safe, okay, this is confusing. That's the point. When you confuse people that aren't convicted or don't have the truth and the knowledge, it's very easy to bamboozle them. It's very easy. That's why once you have the knowledge, once you have the information, once you open your eyes and get red-pilled, so to speak, and you start realizing what's really happening, it's not that difficult to figure it out because you're awake now and you have the ammunition. Like Dad said with the guy over there you know, trying to solicit people to get the shot. Now, here's the facts. Here's this, 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 and this. Oh, no, that's not, that's not true. They said it's safe and effective. Okay, show me the research that shows it's safe and effective. Real, true research that shows it's safe and effective that contradicts what I'm telling you. Well, CNN said it's safe and effective. Oh, man, that's a credible news source now. Wow. We're getting, we're getting real deep in the credibility here. <laughs> that's it. 
that's how they play the game. So continue, my friends, to get the truth out there as much as you can. I've had so many people tell me, man, you know what? I got sick, but I was running the vitamin C and the D3 and the zinc and the iodine, and you know, I was sick for a couple of days, and I bounced out of it. I knocked out, and I was, I was good and been super healthy since. I said, yeah. That's what happens with natural immunity. That's why God gave us this incredible thing. It's called an immune system. It's designed to function properly. And I get some people may have immune problems or immune systems that may be compromised from something in the past. That's why it's more important than ever to take care of your body. Exercise, drink clean water, eat clean foods. One of the biggest things you can do to help the immune system, super simple, cut out the sugars. That right there makes a huge difference. Cutting out, you know, heavy sugar items like ice cream and candy and show, especially sodas. Sodas are the largest amount of sugar you can consume per couple ounces. That stuff right, right there in and of itself will change a lot of how your immune system functions. And then you want to supercharge it with a couple supplements, you'll be surprised how strong your immune system is. So thank you, my friends, for getting the truth out there. Continue to speak facts. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Healthmasters.com if you guys need anything at all. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Y'all stay safe, my friends. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.